Colorado Springs. Nearly 500,000 people. Olympic City, USA. Garden of the Gods. Pikes Peak. It's a growing city. Our local government has a lot of employees. What exactly do they do? How does it impact my life? This is where you find out. Behind the Springs, an inside look at your local government. Hello everyone, the Paralympic Games are underway right now in Tokyo and the world is still buzzing after the Olympics. I feel really lucky to have an Olympic medalist as my guest today on Behind the Springs. Lucas recently returned home with a silver medal in the mixed team 10 meter air rifle event. And the home he returned to is right here in Colorado Springs, Olympic City, USA. Lucas, thanks for your time today. And I'm going to let you pronounce your last name so I don't butcher it. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me on. And It's Kaczynski. Kaczynski. Yep. Okay, so Lucas Kaczynski, silver medalist. And I really appreciate your time. Um, I, I have a lot of questions for you. I wanted to, right. to share some fun facts with our listeners first, um, especially those who have been watching the Olympics and the Paralympics. We've got some fun facts um, that more than 200 Olympians, or almost one-third of the entire U.S. Olympic team that competed in Tokyo, lived or trained here in Colorado Springs. More than 120, or more than half of the entire U.S. Paralympic team competing in Tokyo right now, has lived or trained in Colorado Springs. 47% of all medals won by Team USA in the Olympics were from athletes living or training in Colorado Springs, including, of course, our guest today. Um, and that's including more than half of all the gold medals. And shooting as a sport had the fourth most medals for Team USA with six medals. Swimming, track and field, and wrestling all had more. And if Colorado Springs-based athletes were a country, wouldn't that be kind of cool? Uh, <laughs> we would have come in 20th place in total medals of the 206 countries competing. So kind of fun facts. Yeah, that last uh, one is not so bad. <laughs> I know, right? Not so bad at all. So anyway, congratulations on your on your big win. Thank and um, I, I guess the first question is, how was Tokyo? Um, you know what, it was, it was a really great experience. Um, so this is my second Olympics. Okay. And Rio, for me, was a very stark contrast to what, to what this Olympic Games was. Each Olympics is unique in its own way, and... The Rio Olympics for me was a eye-opening experience for me as a person as a, and as an athlete um, because when I was in college competing at the time, I was competing with North Carolina State University. And the goal there was to, I'm going to go out there and perform the best I could and make a name for myself and, and for the school. And I ended up on the Olympic team. Uh, I was the first All-American in over, I don't know, 1975 minus whatever, 2016 or whatever. That's how many years it was. So it's a long oh time. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And, so, and then there was two of us went to NCAAs that year. And so we, we broke a lot of barriers and records, and we did a lot of things. And then I ended up at, at the Olympics. Um, and all of that was work, 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 push, push, push. But it wasn't really smart work. It was more of training and trying to – to prove something that in my, in my mind was an idea that wasn't reality. And it was a good experience. I, I made mistakes. And so these last five years, I changed the way that I was thinking about, um, about this event and, you know, we had the delay. And so there is that, there is that extra year of, of training, um, involved with that. But when I got there, it was a very different Olympics. It was quiet it was much more of a business trip than it was the last time. And I don't really know if that was necessarily my maturity or if it was more of the circumstances that we were competing under. But when it came time um, for the opening ceremony, it was 
it was a very different feeling with Rio. I mean, there was thousands of people sitting there screaming USA. There was a huge energy in in the stadium. And when we walked in in Tokyo, it was a very different vibe. It was very subdued and suppressed and, um, and, and it's I, unique for you to be able to have that comparison because it is. some athletes don't. Yeah. yeah, it was very it was very weird, but it's it's not like one was better than the other. It was a very different it was a very different feeling of intensity and it's like this quiet still of preparedness from the group of people that was there and it's like we walked through and it wasn't like this um and maybe that's because I was my second time, but when I walked through it's like, Yep, it's 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 time to go. And two days later, um, I shot the individual van. I came in sixth place. I was second going into the final. Um, and I always, I always do this little plug. Will Shaner, he was third going into the final, and he won gold. He's from here. So, you know, oh, that's, that's a great. cool, a that's cool really thing. Cool. And he um, – I don't think anybody's actually checked this yet, but I'm pretty sure he is the only American male to win a medal in air rifle, let alone it being gold at the Olympic Games. Oh, wow. And so that – that was a huge deal for us because that kind of led off to this huge Team USA success train that we had throughout the Olympic because then we started winning things in shotgun and then it was time for the team event with Mary Tucker and I. On the other side of things, she um, finished in sixth place. She was one-tenth behind me in qualification. And, I mean, we were both competing at the same level. And when I came off the line for the final, I mean, we looked at each other like, yeah, no, we're we're going to go hurt people. Yes, that's great. <laughs> And so that, that day was um, like that affirmation of all the work we put in. And it was one, literally one shot at a time. And through the first stage, we made it to the second stage. And we got to start from zero again. And so we, we fought through that. And there was a little bit of confusion at the end. And I can come back to that later. There's more of a story. But we lo- looked up at the screen. It's like, hey, we're in the gold medal match. We're guaranteed a medal. We have nothing to lose. And we went out there and, and shot a good final with, with China. And, you know, we fell short. But, I mean, that was... A, a very competitive, hard team to compete against. Um, and, yeah, then we walked away with the medal. And so it was very, you know, it was, at the end of it, it was a very different Olympics for me. Right. Um, but I think it was an affirmation of I wanted it to be different and I wanted to come away with some hardware that, uh, not really hardware because everyone wants to win, everyone wants to get a medal, but I wanted to perform the way I, I, I trained and how I preached to the, the kids that I work with. And... Um, and you felt like you did that? I did. Yeah. yeah. I, I felt like that in the individual event because I fought through that whole qualification match. And then when I came through out of sixth place, I, I was standing there and I genuinely thought to myself, I could not have done anything different. Like I am very proud of where I am. And so yeah. I made a point to stand there and wave and smile to everybody because it's like, that's kind of what the Olympics is about. It's this personal pursuit. And it's like, I'm good. I'm good with sixth place. Yeah. That, I that, did what I came here to do. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That's a great feeling. And speaking of hardware, um, I know for the people watching on camera can see um, that I have the silver medal and it's really fun to hold, um, which is nice of you to let me hold your medal. Um, it's so cool <laughs> and so beautiful um, and a little heavier than I thought it would be. Um, and um, for folks who are just listening, you're just going to have to listen to it, hit the table <laughs> and realize how heavy it is. But it is really beautiful and, and it is fun to come away with some hardware, I'm sure. Um, I, I do want to... Um, Talk really quick before we get into more about your sport. I would like um, to talk about how Colorado Springs is your home and how did it become your home? What brought you here? Um, and you know, what do you like about training here? Yeah. Uh, where do I start? Yeah. So, so are you you're from Are you from Colorado or no? no. Okay. So my my uh, I was born in Metairie, Louisiana. That's just um, just near New Orleans. Okay. Um, 
and my I'm from you know military family. My dad was in the Marine Corps for 30 years. Um, we jumped all over the place. Okay. And I we my 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 dad got stationed in the Pentagon um, right as I entered high school, and so as I started freshman year, I was looking for a sport, and that's when I found rifle. And over time, I got a scholarship to North Carolina State. And through that through that competition there, as I was pursuing my degree, um, made the Olympic team, came back, finished my degree. And during that time, the opportunity to come out here and be a resident athlete um, became available. Um, with that whole storyline, next to that is a relationship with my wife that I've had since high school. And oh. so we, you know, we, we dated through high school. We did the long distance thing in college. And as we were getting closer to graduation, you know, there, there wasn't a whole lot. We, we were thinking more and more about taking a chance and just moving out here and trying to see. It's like, oh, well, you know, maybe I get settled out here. You know, we threw all the scenarios around. But it was like, you know what, I think we're going to, you know, or not we or not I, but it was like, we think we're going to take a chance and, and jump out here. Um, and so the craziness with this whole thing was I had the opportunity to go shoot a World Cup three days after my graduation in Germany. So I got on a plane after I graduated, flew over to Germany, shot the World Cup, flew back, and put all my stuff in my car, drove up to her house in Virginia, unloaded all my stuff there, grabbed my dad from the airport. We grabbed a U-Haul, threw all, both of our stuff into the- And moved in, here? It moved here. We drove out oh here three days gosh. later. Yeah. So I dealt with all the jet lag and all that stuff as we were like crossing into Kansas kind of thing. And had you ever been to Colorado? Yeah. Before? Um, yeah. Okay. I've been coming out here since 2010 when I made um, my first Junior Olympics my sophomore year of high school. And that was an eye-opening experience to me because all I ever knew was that junior level high school competition. I'm like, Colorado, what's what's out there? And I, I saw the Olympic Training Center. We went to Pikes Peak, we went to Manatee Springs. We, we kind of started seeing things and it's like, huh, this is pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I could I could see myself here. And sure enough, I mean, in 2017, we, we moved here and um, no, it's been, it's been, it's been great. Um, the, I think the altitude doesn't have as much of an impact long-term as it does short-term for some of these other sports. Mm-hmm. But um, for one reason or another, it's useful for, for shooting as far as like how we wear out our equipment. And so we've got like air guns. So the seals don't wear out because it's not humid here. The suits don't wear down as much because it doesn't hold the sweat as much as it does like at sea level. And so there's a lot of small little advantages from being up here, which, which are pretty neat. Um, I, I wouldn't have even thought of that. Yeah, that's great. But, but it adds up. It, it, adds it does. Up. Yeah. yeah. And, um, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm close to the, to the, the Olympic committee, Paralympic committee, um, and around a, a great group of people and it's just been good. Yeah. I hope yeah. you feel the support and the love here. Cause we do love the athletes that live and train here. So tell us a little bit for people like me who don't know a lot about rifle shooting and the specific event in which you won the medal, um, Give us kind of a introduction 101 for those of us who aren't familiar with the sport. Yeah. So Olympic shooting is broken down into the three disciplines. There's rifle, pistol, shotgun. And inside of there, there's a collective of, I think, five events each. And so on the rifle side, there are three events that have to deal with uh, air rifle. And that's the, the men, the women's individual events, plus the mixed team event, which is what I won the medal in. So what does mixed team mean? Just... Yep. That it's it's the man and the woman who compete individually paired up it. as a team. Oh, got it. Okay. Yep. okay. And how how the scoring is done is we've got a target that's sitting down there at um, at ten meters away from us. It's on electronic scoring, and so what happens when the pellet goes and strikes a target? The noise from when it hits the paper or the rubber or whatever um, is triangulated, and it comes up with a score. 
And so that is millimeters away, or actually tenths of millimeters away from the center. So I'm actually going to have you, because I see you have a pen there. Yes. Go ahead and open the pen okay. and look at the very tip of that. Okay. That is the absolute center of the target. What? I mean, that's a normal ballpoint pen, right? Right. Yep. Everyone get your pens out. So that is that is the middle of the target. So it is mil- It is not even millimeters. It's, it's tiny. It's, it's smaller than that that you're... Yep. And we're using a 177 caliber pellet, so... Is about 4.5 millimeters in diameter. And so when we strike that center, you know, there's going to be some movement around that. And so what it's doing is measuring the distance between the middle of that pen to where the middle of the shot ended up. And it subtracts it from 10.9. So if it's 0.4 millimeters away from 10.9, you know, that's a 10.5. You shoot two of those, you get 21 points. And you do that over the course of the, rec- of the required number of shots. So individually, there's 60. For the team event, there's 30 for the first round per person, so it adds up to 60, and there's 20 per person in the second round, which adds up to 40. And so for the, for the, um, for Mary and I, when we got to um, competing that day, um, we each took 30 record shots for the first round. We were in sixth place as a team, and um, I, I had a really strong first round. She had a kind of weak, we had a, you know, some issues there, and we went, we took, came off the line, we talked about it for a little bit, and then we went back on for the second round, and this is where the medal rounds are determined in the mixed team. So the top two teams go to the gold medal match, and then three and four go to the bronze medal match. And so we started competing and shooting. And my first five shots weren't world class. It wasn't to the standard that which we needed to, or at least what I thought we needed to get to that gold medal match. And I stood there, and I, I was like, nope, I, I'm going to dig through. I'm going to have my next 15 shots be what they need to be. And I ended up recovering a little bit um, and had something that wasn't, that was good enough. And I turned behind me and Mary had a significantly stronger, stronger time. But accumulatively, we were kind of worried because where we've been competing throughout this whole year has been around the same level. We've either offset one way or another um, and just kind of looking at each other. It's like, uh, we're borderline again. Um, you weren't feeling great. We weren't feeling yeah. great. And I think there is this like this, this unspoken level of dread in between us and you know, it's in the moment. So we didn't even get a chance to even say anything because we literally are putting our rifles down on the tables to walk off the line and communicate with our coach. And I get poked on the side and said, you need to go do ra- random equipment control. It's like, okay. So I haven't talked to her. I haven't talked to Dan, the national coach and I'm walking away and I just feel terrible. I, I, I have no idea what, what's going on. And so I turned and I look at her embrace Dan and I'm like, what? And so I, 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 I lean back and I get as far back as I can so I can see the scoreboard. And the way they do the rankings is it's done by averages per shot. And if a team is still shooting, they'll have a line underneath their back score. I look at us, we're in second place. There's no line under the score, so it's updated. And I look at the team below us, they don't have a line. We are in the gold medal match. And and that shocked you. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was freaking out. I was sitting there. I was like, oh, my God. You know, and there's the, the, vol- the Japanese volunteer standing there. And she's like, no, 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 you need to come do whatever. I was like, we're in the gold medal match. And I was like, give me a high five. And, you know, and she's like trying to like tug me to go over to, to the equipment control. But I'm like, I need to sit here and wait for my coach. And he's running down the, from the, from where we were. And I mean, this is a massive building. I mean, it's, um, I, I would say it's probably a hundred yards long. Oh, wow. And I mean, yeah. this is bit, it's a big place. And so I don't know how far we were from each other. Cause I didn't have my glasses on and then, eh. um, but there he comes running down. It's like, yes, we, we did it, you know, and there's all that excitement. And, and then that's where we went to the, the metal match. And so the metal matches, 
what how those are done is we have 50 seconds for each of us to take a shot. And each of our shots are accumulated together. So we'll use the example from before. If we each, each shoot 10 fives, we get 21 points. If our accumulative score beats the other team, we earn two points. And oh. then we start over again. Okay. And it's the first team to 16. Um, and if we tied, we each get one point, which the, the Chinese team and, and us, we tied once. And so they won with 17, and we had 13 points at the end of the whole thing. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That's exciting. Yeah. And so it was a little bit of a shocker, which is nice at yeah, the end. Yeah, a little bit. because. But it, you also felt great about your performance, you said, overall. Yeah, because yeah. I think it's this, like, we were proud of what we did. We're proud of how we got there and what we and what we throughout on the firing line because there was a very strong unified front between us there wasn't any animosity there's a lot of trust built over the course of the last year and a half and as we're as we're sitting there getting ready to go on to the firing line um or no not even that like as we're coming off the firing line after the second qualification it's not even like this like we didn't do good enough because we did but the problem was is that we we were unsure and that uncertainty was what kind of got us. Right. And so as we started, you know, and literally from It's so the, mental. It's so mental. It is. Right? It really is. And that's why, you know, shooting is such a big um Olympic sport because it's the the Olympic sports are defined as something that has to deal with the physical, technical, or the mental side aspects of, of sports. And so shooting is huge in the mental and technical side of things. Yes. And the great thing about it is anybody can do it and it's objective. And so it, it actually appeals to a large body of the population and it doesn't discriminate based on your size, how fast you are, you know, whatever. Right. And when you get on the firing line, and you're just there by yourself, it's all about offense. There's no, nothing that I do will impact how you perform and vice versa. And so you only deal with yourself. Right. And so that is what happens at the Olympics and well, really every match, but at the Olympics, I think it, it really shows true with a lot of people was these inner demons that people tend to avoid or they confront through the sport show. And um, that is kind of why... I walked away from the Olympics with such a good feeling is because I took the time over the last couple of years to address those issues from the last games and um, let alone making it to the, to that final. But when I put the gun down after the mixed team event, it's like, yeah, no, it's like, I'm uncertain. I don't know where we are. And, you know, Mary and I looked at each other and there's like this kind of weird emotion between us, like uncertainty and dread. But at the same time, it's like, no, we, we threw it out there. Like it, it was a genuine effort and it was good. Yeah. Um, and speaking of how you brought up how anyone can do the sport, yeah. you mentioned earlier you, you work with youth. I do. Yep. So what, what do you do in that respect? Yeah. So I, I own a company called Team Winning Solutions. And so what I do is I connect these junior rifle shooters to NCAA programs around the country. Um, there's 30 teams that are in the NCAA right now. And my whole goal is to approach these kids in a holistic way. And so I address things like fitness, mental management, nutrition, um, as well as their technical and training aspects. And I do all of this remotely. And oh, that's so great. I've got kids from Florida, from Delaware, from Michigan, from to Ohio, to Illinois, all the way out here in Colorado. And that has been a really fulfilling um, task over the last four years I've been doing this. So it's like a community you have going that oh, can it support is. each other. Yeah, yeah. that's wonderful. Like, um, Especially during COVID. I'm sure that was valuable for some of those kids. It was. Um, you know, flashback to March of last year, we were kind of waiting around like, oh, you know, two weeks, we'll get this under control. And then all of a sudden it kind of kept going. And so I emailed everybody and said, okay, what do we want to do? Because the matches are going away. We can either train or we can just stop and take a break. Unanimously, they all said they wanted to train. 
And so what I ended up doing was swelling the team from 12 to 20, and we did Zoom drills. We did it for one hour a day, five days a week. Uh, we did discussion groups during that time. We were doing; they were all competing against one another remotely, and we did that for months. And that kept know, them in the in the sport. It did. Yeah. It kept them engaged. And right. what I, I think the you know COVID is absolutely not a, not a good thing. Like it's 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 I think it's scarred a lot of aspects of our society. But I I think what these kids wanted to do was a great opportunity because I was unsure about this whole thing. And, you know, we were still trying to figure out if we were even still on the Olympic team, if we had to start over. And it was around that same time as like, you know, named Olympians stay on the Olympic team. And then all of a sudden I turn around and go, well, you know, I can actually take a break from shooting for a while. And then all the kids wanted to get together and do things. And so that was full steam ahead as far as, as far as their preparedness. Right. And, um, that's awesome. What a rewarding part of what you do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when, when I got that medal, um, yeah, they were so excited. Yeah, but it, it felt more of like it's a shared thing. Yeah, you know, it's like it's not really, you know, Mary and I shared this experience, but it's also it stems to the community of the people who support us, and so that's that 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 achievement is really rewarding. Um, when I got home, I got to share that with with a lot of these kids. And a couple of weeks ago, I went out to uh, Indiana to shoot at this this match called the On Shoots Open, and about a third of my team was there. And it was pretty funny because it's my first time seeing them since the Olympics, and so they're they're all kind of excited, like kind of poking fun or whatever. And um, you know, we're we're all looking around, getting ready to do things. Some kids are getting on the relay, some are coming off. And one of the one of the girls who shot first was standing there next to me, and I was like, "Hey, hang on, hold out your hand." And I pulled out my medal and I just dropped it and said, "Hey, hold on to this. It's weighing me down." And I went to go take care of my stuff, and she stood there for a good fifteen minutes with this thing just in her hand holding it like people are walking by and nobody knows whose it is or or what it is oh that's so it, great it was so funny it was it was awesome yeah so so they um, can share in the success yeah yeah oh they own it part. i mean it's it's not even like a share they they go there and they tell their parents like yep i did that to lucas or yeah you know, i helped him yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah oh that's really cool so i don't mean to put pressure on you but i'm going to so what's next for you like what what are your goals what um you know what happens from here on out well, Paris is definitely in the mix. Is it? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And well, I mean, we're already in our Hopefully quad. there'll be fans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I like for there to be, cause I mean, Tokyo was, they, they had some good venues and the shooting venue was excellent and would have been fun. It would have been fun. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, for, for moving forward after, after my individual event, count the line, waved, smiled, whatever. And I felt great. I made up my mind right there. It's like, yep, Paris. Yeah. Probably LA. Yeah. Definitely Paris. And so that that was really cool. Um in going out there and and doing that. But then when I came back home, um, getting the business back up and running, because I took a few weeks off just to do the Olympic thing. Um You're allowed and, to do that. Uh, Gotta go to the Olympics. Be right back. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like I I I sent this email out like three days after I got back. It's like, you know, I'm trying to take a break. But I can't. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna get back to rolling here soon, and so um, I brought in a new new group of kids, um, and so now um, just whole new generation of kids we're working with, and um, I mean, yeah, we're full steam ahead. I mean, we've got a World Cup in November that we're going to in Poland. Um, it's the it's the conclusion of the quad. But oh, it's kind of weird because usually that would lead to this kind of off year, but we don't get that. And so we're rolling right into World Championship here next year. Because so, of the delay. Right. Yeah. Okay. So will you continue to live here and train here? Most likely. Okay. Um, 
we like that in writing. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad you're here. I'm really glad you're Thank here. Thank you. Well, I, I want to encourage our, our listeners, um, since we're running out of time, I want to encourage them to please follow Olympic City USA on social media. Um, follow you, right, Lucas? Please. You have your own? Yes. That'd be nice. Um, <laughs> what is your handle? What it's is your? Lucas Cause USA. So Lucas K-O-Z USA. Okay, awesome. Should be on every platform. Okay, awesome. Easy to find. Um, so follow him as well. And we just want to thank you and Hopefully you can come back every once in a while, update us on your progress. That would be great. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, best of luck to you. And thanks so much, everyone, for listening to Behind the Springs. Mm